It's another edition of Career Connect and today we're talking about what happens if you don't get that job that you wanted. You've studied three or four years, you've got so much that you're dreaming about and it's just not going your way or what you had dreamed was possible in the beginning is just not happening. I've got some really cool guests today and I'd like to introduce you to Njabula from Haniken. She's the HR manager and Tiddy who's just graduated and is in the job market. And we're really, really interested to hear more about you. So, Tiddy, I hope you're ready. But first, do you want to tell us about yourself? Yes, uh, my name is Njabulu Mashiro. Uh, I'm the HR director at Heineken South Africa. I've been in the HR field for 15 years now. Uh, mostly worked in FMCG, so what's called fast-moving consumer goods companies like South African breweries, Unilever, now Heineken. Also financial services, my last role there being at the JSE. Um, I studied industrial psychology at Rhodes University and that's how I ended up here. Wow. Did you ever dream you'd land up here? Uh, not at all. Um, when I went into university, I didn't even know anything about industrial psychology. Uh, I did want to be, actually want to be a clinical psychologist because that is quite well known and well documented. And when, only when I studied psychology did I get to find out about these other many specialist fields. So I think it also talks a bit to the topic today. It's a bit about exploration and being open-minded. And sometimes you really then walk into what's meant for you. That's amazing. Tiddy, you've yeah. got your first pearl of wisdom there already. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tell us about you. Well, I'm Tiddy Malomoremedi. I studied graphic design in TUT and I'm graduating this year. So yeah, so far so things are going a bit slow but I think, yeah. Well tell us more, what, what have you done? Well before I studied graphic design I actually did admin and I realized that what, ugh, I didn't want that. Yeah and then I moved to graphic design and it has been smooth like through the years and it was a struggle here and there with finance but me I just pulled through so yeah. And you feel like this is your thing? It is my thing. I'm a bit talkative so I think it also entices uh, being maybe in marketing as well but I'm mostly on the designing side of everything. Right, so tell us how you've gone about trying to land your first job. Well, mostly I've been doing emails. I've not done any walk-ins. And I, I'm usually the person to say maybe walk-in because they see you, they feel your vibe, and they might just take you on the spot. But mostly they want portfolios and all. So I just send it through. Yeah, that's what I've done so far. What kind of job are you applying for? Graphic design, I want to be like, uh, mostly, like right now I'm applying to be a junior graphic design because I still want to learn while I go in. And then when I get it right, I'll be the senior one. So I'm just straight up graphic design job. Chibula, what does this sound like? Uh, I think it sounds like somebody who's very ambitious. You've put in the work uh, and now you want to see the fruits of your labor. Um, I'm interested to know those because it's a very, and I think most of us do that, it's a straight path. I studied this and this is how I'd like it to look. Uh, have you considered, you actually mentioned marketing now, have you considered going in through other routes to actually get into graphic design and what have you done about that? I've thought of maybe joining Student Village in the A-team, <laughs> yeah, but I'm still waiting maybe for an opening or so and I think I'll build my way up. So yeah, that's where I am right now. Okay, so you are open to Yeah, I'm open to, you know what, for instance, if I were to say I want to go maybe try marketing, 
probably they want a qualified person. So I really don't know how to get to where may I'd say I'll start here and then get to where I want to be. Mostly they want qualified people. So now that I'm qualified for graphic design, I'm saying stick to that or look for other paths of going through if you know a way of going in. Chibulu, what would you suggest in terms of looking at the other parts? Um, I think the first thing is really to be open-minded about the fact that uh, getting to your eventual job might have might take the scenic route uh, before you actually get to what you want. Uh, so maybe a, an administrative job, uh, which for a lot of people always seems boring. You know, you've studied a particular skill, you've a particular qualification, and you want to see that translate into a particular job. Uh, but in reality, uh, a lot of people build competencies and skills through other means. And then those come together to actually make you an eligible person. So my advice would actually be uh, when you do deal with whether it's Student Village or you look at other opportunities that are open to graduates, uh, is to grab them. Some of them might, might not even look like graduate roles, you know. So uh, I've seen people go through a call center environment into a big organization. Uh, people going um, through, I think, probably less traditional routes, and I will say less glamorous. And glamour means different things to different people. So if I studied something in finance, I want to see myself in that particular role, uh, being a finance manager. Uh, why should I go uh, another route? But what you do in the process is that you actually develop uh, your confidence as one. Uh, what I've seen with people who've done jobs that, like, I mean, things like even... Uh, waitressing, uh, working in a call center, uh, going through other fields is those people tend to come across as being mature uh, in the workspace because they've now had to deal with the realities of being at work. And those are common for just about everybody, whether you're in HR, supply chain, an engineer. Uh, it's just the human elements, you know, having to talk to people, having to be part of a team having to maybe confront people and face conflict and all of those things are things that actually make you a better professional in your respective areas. Absolutely. Now Tilly, when you're sitting with your friends and you're talking, has, has this saying ever come up? If I could just get my foot in the door. Yeah, it has. It has. A lot of times, that's why most of them, they end up actually going just for um, internships even if they're not paying that much, they just like, if I just get in, they'll see me, they'll get me, and they'll just have me. So yeah, we do talk about that. And at some point, when you're still thinking about finding a job, we end up thinking about, hey, how about I start my own thing? But that as well is hard. So yeah, we do think of many ways of doing it, but yeah. Which do you think is harder, finding a job or starting your own thing? Finding a job. Because starting your own thing, you don't necessarily need money. You just need to have that idea, have that drive, and then start up implementing it. And as you go, people will notice and jump on it. So that's what I believe. So what holds you back from starting your own design agency? I actually am. I'm buying things bit by bit. I actually want to do graphic design and events, put them together. So if you, for instance, having an event, we start from designing the whole marketing thing and then supplying you with services for your uh, event. Amazing. Yeah, that's very impressive. Um, I think they can probably be equally challenging because also starting your own thing is how do you build that network? 
um, and actually those people that you're going to sell your services and products to. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's definitely also another route to actually be able to uh, build up the experience, build up the knowledge. Um, and in fact, you will, if you then end up in a corporate or in an organization, you'll be bringing, I think, also a different set of competencies from the entrepreneurial drive and actually showing that you were able to, uh, uh, to do your own thing, yeah. So what have been the positions that you've thought about applying that are not your ideal position? Have, have you looked online or have you looked in the newspaper in the workplace and you're going through and you say, hmm, looks interesting, not what I studied, not what I thought I'd do, but I should apply? Not necessarily applying like that, ne? but I've looked, I've thought about retail. Ne? because I think it's like the easiest way to go in. And in my head, I'm like retail waitressing. For now, you'd probably meet that potential employer there. Maybe I'm serving you tea and then you're like, hey, you're so nice, who are you, blah, blah, blah. And then I start telling you about what I'm doing and somehow we take contact and you hire me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So those are the things I've thought of. I've never really... As I told you, it's hard, it's hard to say I would apply for marketing or whatever because they want qualified people and I'm qualified for something. I think in a way, um, I have a little box that I'm thinking in and it's great to have you here so that you could tell me, or actually thinking of it wrong, here's a way of thinking about it. Yeah, maybe yeah. it's not so much wrong, but I think it's an alternative because there are people who can you know maybe go out straight from university into a graduate program or you happen to walk into a particular vacancy but it is about expanding the possibilities in terms of how can i get into the workspace so i mean the example that you just gave i do think well one way could be you could meet the ideal employer and while maybe you're serving them but even if that didn't happen for me there's no experience that's wasted i feel that uh you know, just dealing with a difficult customer, influencing people on the choices that they're going to make, even if it's their meal. Uh, that day-to-day -day interaction and actually being in that workspace, it's never a wasted experience. I do think, obviously, you'd have to make uh, deliberate effort to keep on checking in on the function or the, 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 the career prospects that you're after. But I think that knowledge and the experience that you gain will definitely always work um, in your favor. I think what you've heard there is that there's no experience wasted. <laughs> yeah. We're going to explore your future possibilities right after the break. So welcome back. We've had a really interesting uh, first half of our discussion. And I think what we need to do is, Tiddy, we're going to focus on you for the second part of the show. And we're going to maybe explore different avenues for your future. How do you get your foot in the door? So, I think like any good thing and any good conversation is, most people don't believe they have a story to tell. Most graduates coming out either have missed the boat in terms of working out, like getting involved in things while they were students and now they only have a degree to talk about. But I've got a sneaking suspicion that's not your story. Do you want to tell us what you were busy with while you were a student? Alright, so since 2012 I started with another course, remember, and then I had to switch. So I've been in varsity for a while now. So I started, I saw this other company, Student Village, <laughs> and I started being a promoter for them 
for that year and the next year I was uh, voted to be CM, campus manager. So we mostly handle campaigns when they come on campus and all that. And then I did it for three, four, 20, sorry, 2014, 15, 16. I'm still helping a bit right now. So I have been working like that with people students, getting to know what students like, what students are up to and all that. So that's my story. I've done other things on campus as well, but that's like the most thing I've been busy with for so many years now. Oh, so yeah, I think that's a pretty good story that you actually have there because already you've been able to show uh, your leadership ability, ability to coordinate uh, and none of that is wasted. Like we said, you know, every experience counts. Uh, you will take that knowledge and that experience into the workplace going into the future. So if someone had asked you in an interview, have you ever experienced something that didn't go your way? Would you be able to answer that given that you were a campus manager? Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. That sometimes a campaign comes on campus, you think you have it all figured out and then things just go wrong. But on that moment, you just have to find a way to replace things, make it work and make sure nobody notices. So yeah, I've, I've had that before and I've known how to deal with it. And what about motivating a team? Motivating a team, usually, okay, I would, uh, we, every... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Every beginning of the year, we I meet up with my promoters. I try to take first years so that uh, they can stay longer when I'm gone or whatever. So we'd meet up and have these uh, team building games and ideas. And then before a campaign, always, we make sure that everybody knows what they're doing, motivate them and all that. And then the biggest thing we do is pray. So yeah, that's what we do mostly. Amazing. Now, how do you think those experiences can translate to the workplace? Uh, you know how to take uh, criticism or you know how to lead people without being bossy to them, you know. You also know how to be led as well, so yeah. Oh. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm very impressed and I think it definitely paints a different picture to what I initially understood, you know. and. And yeah, so it's, I think it's an important moment to also reflect on that. And that already gives you a head start. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, that ability to be a team leader um, and the leadership traits that you've just spoken about. Yeah. So Njibula, how do you think she should position herself when she starts applying for different kinds of roles? So I think it's important to acknowledge the experience and the knowledge that you do have. I think you also want to be able to highlight the the attributes or competencies that you've gained in relation to the role that you want to be in. So being a part of a team, leading a team, managing emergencies, you know, all of those things will be relevant in the type of work that you want to, uh, to have, yeah. Does this need to be on the cover letter? I would put it uh, on, I would, I would highlight it first uh, because uh, you want it to stand out. Uh, that um, th this is what I bring because it's about what is your contribution, what is the value that you're bringing to us, X organization, 
uh, and already upfront, they can see that this is a differentiator. Mm. So about the cover letter, I've always wondered what's too long and what's enough like on the cover letter because sometimes you do the whole page and some people just do a just little paragraph. So which one is okay when you're reading a CV and you're like, oh, this is too much, I'm not going to read this. Okay. Or I'd I would say, firstly, so keep it to the one page, you know, so that would be my advice is uh, it should stand out immediately. So it would make it simple, concise as possible. Uh, so whether for me it's a thir three, po three portions of the page or half a page, but it's really about did I capture the key elements and how do I make sure that I'm clear on what differentiates me. Okay. Mm. Yeah. I think you should do whatever Google says you should. You should. <laughs> So if Google says do this, don't do it like that because everyone's doing it like <laughs> that. Okay, cool, yeah. You've got, to, you've got to bring out, I would say, your own spice. Yeah. Originality. Yeah, and also what makes you so special? Yeah. Now, let's get on to something else. We spoke about it in previous shows. Um, you know, at, to what level can you use your contacts to get a job? So we, there are some instances that, that we hear from companies that people buy their jobs. So we're certainly not saying go that route. Mm. But to what extent can you lean on your experience? So if you work for certain brands, if you work for certain companies, they got to know you mm. to some extent. Can you use those kind of contacts and how would you use that if, if it is advisable to, to get your foot in the door at those companies that you could have worked for? Yeah, uh, I would definitely encourage people using uh, their network uh, and contacts. Uh, because you've already established a base with them. So how you could use them, for example, you've mentioned Student Village, there could be a reference uh, because they can uh, attest to the type of work that you've done, your abilities, uh, which strengthens what you're trying to put across. Uh, if your contacts or your networks can also lead to other contacts, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, as long as, again, it's about showing that it's relevant in what it is that you bring as value. Are you on LinkedIn? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually started it last year. Yes, I am. <laughs> how up, how updated is your profile? Not so much, because yeah. I just I just stepped into it. So I think I'm more on other social medias than this one, and that's the most important one that I should be on, actually. It's a very powerful professional mm -hmm. network, actually. So yeah. what do you look out for on a LinkedIn profile? That, that maybe a few nuggets that Tiddy could use? Uh, generally, you'd look at uh, the person's knowledge and experience. Uh, and LinkedIn actually allows you to also put your, uh, the differentiators. So what competencies do you have that stand out in relation to, uh, to, to what you're looking for? So uh, that's why I actually think uh, LinkedIn is quite an, a nice tool. Um, and personally, and from my experience, I also have a thing about the image that you, you, you portray on LinkedIn. You know, so some people I don't think take it maybe seriously enough. <laughs> uh, they have their picture at the beach. Maybe that's relevant <laughs> for the role that you're looking for. But it's an opportunity for people to engage with you before they even meet you. So it's a wonderful tool. I've seen some blurred pictures. I've seen like some crazy selfies that, yeah. that you can't even make out. Yeah the person's face and I think you're right most people judge the book by the cover first yeah. um, what about using references 
not endorsements, references in your LinkedIn profile. That's also fantastic uh, because it shows that it's an extension of you and this is now somebody else confirming and actually saying that really Didi is all about this and that's fantastic. And in fact, in your case, I think you're fortunate in that you also have a portfolio of evidence because you're in graphics, it's visuals. Mm -hmm. So you could also attach that and that's a form of sampling and I'm not just saying I'm about this, but this is the type of work that I've done, which is fantastic. Yes. Great advice. So here's the thing. No experience is ever lost, and that's part of your learning curve, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Google can be misleading, mm -hmm. <laughs> so be careful what you read up, and make sure that your LinkedIn profile is up to date, and that, that is your showreel. What a great show. Thank you very much for coming. For and us. we look forward to the next installment of Career Connect. This is where we connect you to your future.